Good morning. Welcome to Grace Missionary Baptist Church today. We are in the midst of a pandemic as we have never seen in our lifetime. Uh, but God is still in control and we are still here. We're preaching uh, to an empty church. Uh, but the church is not the building. It is those that are listening in today. So we're glad you're listening in. And uh, we've got reports of people listening in from Florida, from te uh, Tennessee, Texas, Kentucky, uh, several other states. And we're so glad that you're listening in today as well as our own church family and those in here in our city of Springfield, Ohio. Uh, we want to bring to you today out of the scripture in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 21, uh, this is what's titled uh, Passion Week or Holy Week in our nation today, in our world. Uh, this is a week where we start uh, uh, that week that climaxes uh, with the following Sunday being the empty tomb. And uh, I'm glad today that the, uh, uh, the tomb is empty because Jesus is alive and he's in my heart. And I thank God for that today. But before we read our scripture, I'd like to go to prayer and then we'll uh, go into our message today. Our Heavenly Father, Lord God, as we call upon your name today, God, we're so thankful, Lord God, that you have watched over us and will watch over us. And Father, Lord, in the midst of the storm that we're going through in this nation and in this world, Father, God, you can tell us just as you told those disciples, Lord God. God, you give us peace, Lord God. It passes all understanding. And God, we ask it of you, Lord God, that you will help us, Lord God, not to get us out of the trial, but to be with us through the trial. For that's what we say, Father, Lord God, and that's what we read in your word, Father. So help us for such a time as this to know that you're still God and you're in control. And God, this disease, Lord God, that God might have everyone's attention, but may it bring us to a greater disease that should have everyone's attention. And that is the disease of sin. And God, that sin, Lord God, that cannot enter into heaven. And God, without uh, you being the Lord and Savior of a person's life, Father, uh, God, this disease of sin will keep them from entering into heaven. But let them know, Lord God, today as we pray and we preach today, let them know, Father, in heaven above that, God, you gave your Son to die on a cross that so we could have uh, eternal life, that he paid the debt, Lord God, that covered the penalty of sin. God, and Lord, if we ask you to come into our heart and life to forgive us of our sin, God, that disease of sin, Lord God, God, may be taken and wiped clean from our lives eternally so we can be in heaven with you. Be with us today, Lord God. Allow the Holy Spirit indwelling in me, Father, God, to say the words that need to be heard. We thank you and watch over our church family and all those listening. And Jesus, we pray and amen. So this morning we'd like to read, as I said, out of the book of Matthew, uh, chapter 21. And in Matthew 21, we want to be reading there, and, and this is talking about the triumphant entry into Jerusalem there, where Jesus is riding in, uh, into Jerusalem there. He's riding in on a, a donkey, as we'll read here in a moment, uh, a designating peace. When, uh, when a king would ride into a country or a new land uh, that he wants to conquer, he'd ride in on a stallion, a horse, and he would ride in that he was going to conquer. Well, Jesus didn't ride that 
that way. He came bringing peace. And he gave given us a peace that the world knows not of today. May I remind you today, and all that we're going through, don't let that keep you focused on that. But may you focus on God's peace today. As we get into the reading of the word in Matthew 21 and verse 1. And when Jesus drew nigh into Jerusalem and were, <clears throat> and were come to Bethage uh, unto the Mount of Olives, then he sent two, Jesus sent two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, the next town over, and straightway you'll find an ass tied and a coat with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say unto you, Ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done might be fulfilled that which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and the colt uh, uh, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went, and Jesus did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put them their clothes upon him, and he sat thereon. And and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and straw them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And he was coming to Jerusalem. All the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. I want to stop reading right there. But as I said on this day, uh, as recorded in our scriptures here, this is recorded in all four of the Gospels. Uh, this passage of scripture uh, is recorded, and as it's recorded, uh, we celebrate that triumphant entry, or we call Palm Sunday. And the palms that they would lay down there, uh, they would give a, a, a great significance, as, as maybe we would today when we hear our national anthem. It means something to us in this country today. It represents what we stand for. Uh, so they were throwing out those palms as representing the king that was coming uh, that would stand for them. Uh, but listen here, before we get into this, and I might say myself, uh, many a times as I read over this passage of Scripture, I want to get down into just a little further there about the people crying out. And we'll get to that in a moment. But let me back up here and let me tell you something here. Uh, Jesus knew uh, uh, that a donkey there uh, in the other town was going to be tied up and he was he told them he wanted them to go after that donkey and listen here I want to read you that 500 years before this day 500 years this is what was said in Zechariah as was mentioned here uh, rejoice O greatly O daughter of Zion shout O daughter of Jerusalem, behold, thy king cometh unto thee, and he is just, having salvation, lowly, and riding upon an ass, and upon the colt, the foal of an ass. You see, 500 years, uh, Jesus knew, even before that donkey was born, uh, Jesus knew uh, that there would come a time uh, when that donkey would be on the other town, uh, just next to them, and it would be tied up there, and 
and he knew that that donkey would be there and Jesus was going to get that donkey and he was going to ride them in and he knew that and so my friend if he certainly knew that that donkey was in the next town over tied exactly where he said he'd be tied he knows what's going to be down the road for you and I today don't you understand that today uh, you may not know how that medical test is going to turn out for you but Jesus knows uh, you may not know uh, how you're going to make your next house payment uh, but Jesus knows uh, you may not know when you'll ever get back to work uh, but Jesus knows or you may not know when you'll ever get uh, that job that you've been hoping and praying for uh, but Jesus does listen here he has a plan for your life as well and Jesus knows every detail of your life he knows your insecurities he knows your struggles and he knows all there is to know about you and if he knew that that donkey was going to be there along with the coat of that donkey he knew what's going on in your life my friend why can't we trust him today why can't we trust in him that he is able to take care of us and listen he says behold the fowls of the air they sow not neither do they spin but your heavenly father knows every need that they have and he supplies that for them if he knows and if he takes care of the birds of the air if he takes care of the animals of the fields if he takes care of all why don't you let Jesus take care of you I want to tell you something he knows today and listen here as he said go and get that donkey because that's what I'm going to need because I want them to know that I'm offering peace that passes all understanding of you need peace in your life today you need peace in your life that I want to tell you something you think you can find a peace in this world you may think you can find peace but Jesus Christ tells us that he gives us a peace that will pass all understanding in this world you might have peace for a moment but before you know it the storms of life will come again but Jesus will give you a peace my friend that even in the storms of life that you can have that peace uh, that passes all understanding here. I'm telling you today uh, that he's going to ride into your life today and I hope that you're ready to receive him today uh, because listen here, as he rode into Jerusalem here, uh, they were looking for him and they wanted him to come. But listen what it says here. A great multitude uh, spread their garments here uh, down before him and they went in the way and others cut the palm branches and they laid them out before him and they cried out, Hosanna uh, to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Uh, listen here, all the city, the Bible says, was moved about this. And uh, listen, Hosanna, as they cried out, they were crying out, Hosanna, Hosanna, which means Lord, save us. And listen today, that's what we do every time uh, we get in a struggle every time we get in a heartache or a hard place uh, what do we do we cry out oh Lord help me oh Lord save me and that's what we want Jesus Christ to do uh, we want that struggle here we want that help in the time of our storm here and that's what they wanted there in that city here listen here what they had listen to me just a moment and get this what they had uh, they saw Jesus Christ uh, the son of God uh, coming to fulfill uh, the mission why he came uh, they experienced him and they saw him riding in uh, they had heard uh, they had seen the, uh, the miracles that they had done uh, they had heard the news about him uh, they had recognized him and all the city was wondering just who this is but they had heard him and seen him enough 
that they thought that he was their answer. You see a lot of people today uh, want him to be their answer for their problem. Uh, they don't want him to be the answer for their life, uh, for the sin problem they have in their life. You see, these people here, they had a problem and they were being oppressed by the taxation of the Roman Empire there. And all of this uh, taxation that they were oppressed upon, uh, they wanted Jesus to come and help them with their problem. And uh, they couldn't see their problem uh, more than beyond on the oppression of the taxes that they were paying and under the authority of the Roman rule that they were under uh, they couldn't get past that was right before them uh, just like the world today uh, they can't get past what is right in front of them but I'm going to tell you something today uh, you realize this today Jesus Christ today he come not to satisfy your problem he come to create and cleanse the, uh, to cleanse the sin problem that was created he come to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And the only way that we can do that is realize that we've got a beggar problem. My friend, I want to tell you something that's listening today. We've got a greater problem, a much larger problem uh, than the uh, coronavirus. Uh, we've got a much larger problem than this worldwide epidemic here. Uh, listen, you tell me, listen to this now. Our problem that we got is, is that we want God to do things the way we want done and the way we want them done in our way because that's the problem we feel we have when Jesus Christ's word tells us uh, that we have a greater problem uh, because that's death is facing each and every one of us. And the Bible says he came to make a, a way of escape for us. You can't escape death, but you can escape hell where you're going to go to without Jesus Christ as your Savior. You can't escape death because the Bible tells us it's appointed unto man wants to die. And then he goes on to say in that verse in Hebrews 9 and 27, but after this, the judgment. I, I want to tell you something today. Uh, people today, we need to realize uh, as those people there in Jerusalem, as they all came, they got word there that Jesus is coming and he gathered around uh, the entry there into Jerusalem and they started laying down the palm branches uh, to signify he was their king, he was their answer uh, but listen here he they wanted the answer that they wanted from him and not the uh, what answer that Jesus Christ wanted to give them you see they couldn't you see past their own problems today and I believe that's what's happening in our world today uh, we can't see past our own problem our own set of circumstances that we're going through but I want to tell you something I want to give you some good news from the word of God and the Bible says that some of my favorite parts of verses is like this and this two shall pass. I want to tell you something. This virus that we're going on and experiencing today, this too shall pass. I'm going to tell you something. The problems that you're facing in your life today, these two shall pass. But I'm going to tell you something here. The Bible also says heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. Listen here. I want to depend upon something that's sure and steadfast, don't you? I believe with all of my heart today, the people down deep inside knowing and realizing there's something missing. 
There's a missing point in their life. There's something that's missing because all they can see is what they're having to deal with today. Now listen here, you may not have to deal with sin today. You may not have to deal with death today. But I want to tell you something. One of these days, it's going to knock upon the door of your life. And whether you're ready to deal with it or not, you will have to deal with the fact of the reality of that appointment has come and your name has been called and you have to face God and you'll face him then and you'll either face him as Lord and Redeemer and Savior of your life or you'll face him as judge. He'll say, depart from me, I never knew you. (laughs) Yeah. Why would you do that? Why would you do that? So listen here, they would do that here as they gathered around. All the people came and they wanted their freedom from uh, uh, the, uh, the taxation here. And they weren't interested in the freedom of salvation that Jesus Christ came uh, to offer today. Just like many in our world today. Uh, they didn't want that. And they didn't want how things were going on. They didn't want, they wanted it how they wanted it. Just like we are today. Uh, you know today when you call and you order something over the telephone, uh, you can, uh, there's uh, 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 one commercial says have it your way there I think it's Burger King in that said have it your way and that's what we ever call and we answer and we order something we want things our way but I want to tell you something there's a king coming that's greater uh, than anything else and we better have it his way because without his way he said there is no other way uh, so I want you to know that today Uh, Just as they were writing in, this is a great week to be about today. I get excited thinking about it. There's no way in this allotted time today, there's no way that we could deliver a message about all of the things that are taking place this day. Uh, But I want you to think about it, and I want you to study about it during this week here. Uh, Lord willing, we live to see this week come to uh, fruition here. But I want you to know something. Uh, uh, he came into the city here and he came riding upon that donkey there, the full of an ass. And like I said, 500 years before, the prophet Zechariah spoke out those words that that's exactly how Jesus would come. Uh, listen here, if they got that prophecy right, how uh, that Jesus was going to come in, fi- in 500 years, they didn't know it would be 500 years down the road, uh, but they said he was going to come, and he was going to come just like he did, and he did come into Jerusalem just like he said he would come, upon that foal of an ass just like he said he would come. I want you to know something, if you'll read on over in a few more parts of the Bible here, uh, you're going to realize and read that Jesus said one of these days, He's going to come in the twinkling of an eye. And my friend, the dead in Christ shall rise at first. And all those that are alive and remain shall be called up together to meet the Lord in the air. That's called the rapture of the church. And if you're not ready, my friend, listen here. He's coming. And you had better be ready because Jesus Christ is coming. And the Bible talks about that. The Bible tells that he's coming again. Listen here. If I read one and found that it was factual that it came forth and it come to fruition here and then I read another one that said he was coming back that you better be ready he said because there be two women uh, grinding at the mill one shall be taken in the other left uh, two men doing this one taken in the other left that's simply telling us that there will be people here and when Jesus comes that will not be ready to go to meet Jesus and they'll be left behind will you be left behind today 
if he were to come today. I don't know that he won't come today, but I'm going to tell you this much. If he comes today, he'll call my name and I'll answer him. I. He'll come today. I'm going to be ready to meet the Lord in the air. The Bible says, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. I'm going to be with him one of these days. And it might, oh, Are you going to be with him? Are you ready? This triumphant entry into Jerusalem. Think about this week that Jesus knew as he was coming into Jerusalem. He wasn't coming to set up his kingdom. His kingdom was not of this world. The earth is his footstool, the Bible tells us. That's how great his kingdom is. But the kingdom was not of this world. But he come to die. So that was the beginning of this week and the entry into Jerusalem. He was coming, letting them know before all of this time, whenever he performed a miracle or or, or cleansed the leper or whatever, he always told them, don't tell, don't tell. Well, this time here he was letting them know, yes, it's me. I'm coming, I'm coming. Listen here, many things that are happening in this week as we see here. Uh, but uh, uh, there are so many things, and I just want to go on, and I, I want to read another uh, part of Scripture here for you here. I want to go over into the 26th chapter of Matthew, and I want to read a couple of verses here. A lot of things taking place here, but there's just a couple I want to uh, touch on here today uh, before we come to a close in, in our message today. Uh, but I want to talk about after this time. Now listen here. When we come into such a time as this, uh, Jesus realizing what was facing him this week. You ever have something you dreaded? Maybe it was a medical test you dreaded and you knew it was coming up and you just hated to go to take that test. Or maybe it was a procedure, a surgery that was coming and you just hated to go because maybe the chances weren't so good for you. And there was something that might be like that. Maybe it was a test in your school or in your work uh, that you had to take and you had to have uh, this test. And and you were dreading it coming here and listen here I want to tell you whatever it is and the anxiety that you felt think about this Jesus knew what was going to happen on Friday even on this Sunday he knew what was going to take place knowing all that I want to go on over into the uh, same book of Matthew in the 26th chapter I want to start in the tw- uh, 36th verse and I'm going to read quickly as I can down through verse 46 <clears throat> And this is where Jesus goes up in the garden of Gethsemane. Then cometh Jesus with them unto a place called Gethsemane, and saith unto the disciples, Sit ye here a while, while I go and pray yonder. And he took with them Peter and the two sons of Zebedee, that would be James and John, and began to be sorrowful and very heavy. Then Jesus said unto them, My soul, listen very closely, My soul is exceeding sorrowful, even unto death. Tarry ye here and watch with me. And he went a little farther and fell on his face, and he prayed, saying, O my Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine. Not not as I will, but as thou will. And he cometh unto the disciples, and findeth them asleep, and saith unto Peter, What? Could ye not watch with me one hour? Watch and pray, that ye enter not into temptation. 
The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And he went away a second time and prayed, saying, Oh, Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. And he came and found them asleep again, for their eyes were heavy. And he left them, and he went away again, and he prayed the third time, saying the same words. And then cometh he unto his disciples, and saith unto them, Sleep on now, take your rest. Behold, the hour is at hand, and the Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. Behold, he that is at hand that doth betray me. So I want to stop right there. Just outside of Jerusalem, there was a garden, a garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane means uh, olive pre- oil, oil press there. It was an olive uh, garden there, trees, olive trees. And, and they would come and they would hol- uh, harvest the olives. And they would press them in to get that olive oil that was needed for so many things. And they would get that and they would press that. And, and you know, this side of heaven, as Jesus knelt down upon his knees there, and he began to cry out, and the Bible says that his sweat became as great dry drops of blood. Uh, listen to us today. That is a factual and it can happen. It's called hemato- hemothydrosis there. And this hemothydrosis is a place where, medically speaking, that you can be under such duress and such pressure uh, that sweat becomes uh, because the intenseness of the prayer or intenseness of whatever you're going through, uh, my friend, that your sweat comes and it bursts the small vessels in your face and blood seeps through your skin and it gets into the sweat and it becomes as great drops of blood. And this is exactly uh, what happened here uh, that Jesus was doing here and he was praying. How intense that prayer was. Have you ever prayed a prayer like that? I prayed to many a prayer, uh, my friend, because I was in some dire straits at times, but I've never prayed such a prayer like that. We pray when we get ourselves into a fix or when we get into a fearful point in our lives, we pray like we've never prayed before. But I want to tell you something. This is how Jesus Christ uh, was praying there in this garden of Gethsemane. He had been there many a time. And may I tell you, uh, this garden that he went to and he went on alone there are times in your life where you need to just go away into a solitary place and I hope you have that place that you can go to I have a place I can go to where I want to pray and be alone with Jesus there I go to a special place by the house that I have and I got that place and I go and I call out on God and I open my heart up to him and listen here in that walk that I walk through that out those fields as I pray I feel his presence walking with me why I know he lives in me (laughs) you see his Holy Spirit as I preach he lives within me I know he's with me not to get me out of the trials of life but to take me through the trials of life Whatever they might be, he's there. He said he'd never leave me. He'd never forsake me. And he'll never do that for you either. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. You call upon him if you're a child of God. But let's get back to this here. 
this side of heaven here will never probably fully understand what Jesus went through that night in the garden. Listen to what it says here in this verse. He said, My soul is exceeding sorrowful even unto death. Do you remember a time in your life uh, where there were great uh, distresses or deep sorrow and you felt like the world was closing in around about you and you just didn't know what you were going to do? Uh, Listen here and you think nobody knows. Well, Jesus Christ can tell you, I've been there. You read in that book of Matthew there. You read in the other Gospels there. uh, You'll see where I've been there. I went up and I fell upon my place, on my face in a solitary place and I cried out God if it be possible let this cup uh, pass for me he felt the humanity of him of Jesus Christ the humanity of uh, the weakness of him as a person uh, he was praying God if it be possible let this cup pass for me you see and we want to we want to get there and we want to think that nobody's ever been like I've been. Well, Jesus, <laughs> he was there. It was in the garden, my friend. I want to tell you, uh, just like the uh, two-sided corn, when it says this here, listen here. And he went and prayed a second time. And he said, Lord, listen here. Oh, my Father, if this cup may not pass away except I drink it, thy will be done. You see, when you go and you pray, uh, you pray to God. I uh, think God's wanting something from you as well. Uh, you got to realize here, listen here, there's two sides to every coin. Uh, There's your desire and your prayer where Jesus prayed, Lord, if it be possible, let this pass from me. That's the prayer that we pray a whole lot of times. And may I say probably most of the time uh, that you go into prayer, uh, that's the prayer you're praying because you've got something that you need taken out of your life or you got something that you need to God to handle that's bigger than you. And that's how we go praying. And listen here, but but the Bible tells us when we go to pray, our prayer should start with praising Him for who He is. But Jesus got on His knees and He prayed, Father, if it be possible, let this cup pass from me. You see, the other side of the coin was this. He said, Father, if not, not Thy will, If this cup may not pass away from me except I drink it, thy will be done. You see, that's how we need to pray today. Jesus was in this garden of sorrow and despair, and Jesus surrendered. He surrendered right here to go to the cross. And may I tell you tonight or this morning, friends, may I tell you this is when I believe the victory on the cross was made right here where he surrendered to go all the way to the cross. And when he surrendered to go to the cross, he said, Father, if this cup may not pass away from me, except I drink it, thy will be done. Now think about it. All the heaviness and sorrow that he was going through. Think about what he was happened. Think about what's happened. He was rejected of his people. The Bible said he came into his own. His own received his none. The religious leaders of the day plotted to kill and destroy him. Yeah. Hatred from all those religious leaders. The betrayal of Judas, who had walked with him for three years. The betrayal of Judas sold him. Judas Iscariot sold him for 30 pieces of silver. The price of a slave. How cheap do we sell out on Jesus today? 
How cheap do we sell out on Jesus today when he doesn't answer the prayer we think we want it prayed uh, the way we want it answered and when he doesn't do this or doesn't do that. Or you might say, well, Jesus, why? If he's a loving God, why would he allow my child to die? And you sell out Jesus uh, for because you don't want to follow him. Or if you think if God was a loving God, uh, why would he allow sickness or cancer in our lives? I'm going to tell you something. Uh, you sell out Jesus for so many things that are sought far cheaper than 30 pieces of silver and you just sell him out you don't want to have any more use of him but I want to tell you something just because you sold him out you sold him and you've got rid of doesn't mean you won't stand before him one day because you certainly will but listen today we think about this Judas had sold him out his disciples the rest of the disciples there had deserted him Everything that he held near and dear seemed to forsake him, most everything. Then we go through the trials that Jesus had to go through, and I won't go into all of those trials, but every one of those trials, every one of those trials were illegal. Uh, they They already knew what the sentence was going to be, but they were just trying to make it right for themselves by going through these certain trials if you will they were trying to make it right in their own eyes and that's the way a lot of people live today they live their life to try to justify themselves in the way right in their own eyes but I want to tell you something that won't stand in judgment day whether you live for God or you don't live for God may I tell you something here you get back to this where it said even the religious leaders of that day were plotting against him So don't base your eternal destiny on religious people. People that say they are religious. Don't base your eternal destiny, heaven or hell, on what you might say religious people are doing or not doing. You better base your your eternal destiny on one thing and one thing alone, and that's the cleansing power of Jesus Christ. And by his stripes, uh, we are healed through his gift of salvation. So let me go on down here. We come to a point where they send him to Pilate. And he's there and all the people that are gathered around. If you've ever seen it in the movies, you see that just thousands of people gathered shoulder to shoulder. And Pilate asked him, what shall I do with this man Jesus? Yeah. They cried out, crucify him, crucify him. The same people that were welcoming him to come in on Sunday now are saying, crucify him. You see, because they didn't get their way with Jesus. And that's the way a lot of people live today. If you don't get your way with how you want Jesus to do for you, you just want to crucify him. Jesus said, my ways aren't your ways. My thoughts aren't your thoughts. My ways and thoughts are higher than the heavens is from the earth in your ways. So listen here. Jesus is not a puppet that you can dangle on the strings. He's the king of kings and lord of lords. Pilate asked him another question. He said, we have a man here that on this time that we can release one. We have a man here named Barabbas. 
So whom shall I release? Shall I release Barabbas, a murderer? Or shall I release Jesus Christ? Barabbas, Barabbas, they called out. Release Barabbas. And just in the world in which we're living in today, they don't want to have anything to do with something or someone, something that's attached to the name of Jesus Christ or Jesus Christ himself. They don't want to have anything to do with the church. They don't want to have anything to do uh, with anything whatsoever that may be attached to Jesus Christ. Listen here. He had an enemy in the beginning, and he'll have an enemy in the end, and Satan was that enemy. But I'm going to tell you something. In the end, you read the back of the book, that enemy is going to be destroyed and cast into the lake of fire where hell and fire and brimstone ascended and quenched not and my friend Jesus will be alive forevermore the Savior wins you better listen and watch very closely who you're following but then I want to get on there they release and we know that he's gone to be crucified Jesus went to the cross into the cross over and I'll just read a couple of verses here in John 19. When Jesus was placed on the cross, you know, there were two thieves, one on either side, two criminals on either side. One said, if you who you say you are, save yourself and us and come down. And the other one said, we have a reason to be here. And he said, Lord, will you remember me when you comest into thy kingdom? And Jesus said, today shall thou be with me in paradise. You see, one wanted Jesus to do for him. The other realized his need and his fault in life and wanted Jesus to do for him because he wanted to surrender to Jesus. What do you want? Do you want Jesus to be your puppet to pull out whenever you need him? You want him to be that that you can pull out your trump card, if you will, your get-out-of-jail-free card, whatever it might be. Well, Jesus is not like that. You may try to use him that way, but he's the king of kings. He's the Lord of lords. He is the great I am. Beside him, there is no other savior. But that other said, Lord, remember me. And thou comest in thy kingdom. You don't get too bad to where Jesus will say, no, you had your chance. Today is the day of salvation. And then as he went on to the cross, I want to read in verse 38 or 28 in John 19. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, saith, I thirst. Now there was set a vessel full of vinegar, and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon a hyssop, that's a tall reed, like a cane pole, and put it to his mouth. And when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished. He bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Now, in closing today, let me tell you something very closely. Make sure you get this. Jesus' last words was, it is finished. He did not say, I am finished. He said, it is finished. Why did he not say, I am finished? <laughs> we know the rest of the story. We'll celebrate that next Sunday called Easter Sunday where the tomb is empty. Listen, our church may be empty today, 
but so is the tomb. And remember that. He said, it is finished, meaning his mission. He didn't say, I am finished. He was only beginning. And now he's sitting at the right hand of the Father, making intercession for you and I. I hope today that hearing the message of Jesus Christ, that God has spoke to your heart through his Holy Spirit, and he spoke to you gently and softly and telling you it's time for you to pray and ask God to forgive you of your sin. Ask God to come into your heart and give you his gift of salvation. For the Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. God commanded, commended his love toward us that while we were yet sinners that Christ died for us. That word commended means demonstrated. He demonstrated his love for us. And now you say, God, I believe you died for me. And I want to be your child of yours and where I can have your gift of salvation. Will you simply say, God, forgive me of my sin. Forgive me of that and come into my life and live with me. He said he'd send his Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit would live in you. And you would learn from him. Will you do that today? If you've done that or if you need prayer, something's going on in your life. My name is Pastor Orby Estep with Grace Missionary Baptist Church. We're in Springfield, Ohio at 1301 Beacon Street, the site of the old Kenwood School property. That's where we're located. But wherever you're at in these United States or wherever you're listening, my email is Pastor P-A-S-T-O-R-E-S-T-E-P at Yahoo.com. Pastor Estep at Yahoo.com. Pray for us as we pray for you. God bless you, and amen.